Welcome to Sit Down with RHS, an exciting new podcast from the Royal Hospital School, where we bring to life the unique impact the school makes to young people's lives. In this series, we're chatting to members of the alumni to hear how RHS set them up for success, not just academically, but how it's given them the life skills, confidence and resilience to thrive and follow their ambitions. We'll be hearing from professional sports people and fashion designers to environmentalists and software engineers. In this episode, we're sitting down with Freya Richmond, a talented designer who immersed herself in the world of textile design whilst at RHS, and then later at university, and now into a blossoming career. We hear some sterling career advice from Freya about succeeding in the creative industries, why the teachers at RHS gave us such a great head start for university, and how a lockdown textiles project has grown into an exciting new business. Over to your host, Arabella Norvi, speaking to Freya Richmond. Well, good morning, um, Freya. Thank you so much for joining me. So today I am having the opportunity to speak to Freya Richmond, who is the founder of F.Rose. So Freya, why don't you just tell me a little bit about F.Rose, um, your company? Hiya, um, thank you so much for having me on here today. So F.Rose is a bespoke kind of furnishing brand that came about last October. It's kind of all about the bold and the brave and basically injecting a lot of colour and life into everyday interiors as I feel like there's a huge lack for that and there's a huge gap for really outlandish kind of bold printed cushions and rugs and curtains and things like that. So it's all about kind of elaborating on colour and design and really creating that splash in the room, a bit like how artwork does. So, and they're all kind of very bespoke and individual. So everyone has kind of the original, so to speak. Um, So yeah, that's a bit about it. Well, yeah, because I loved your strap line as well. And when I looked at, you know, spice up your cushion game. uh, And as you say, your bold colours, there's something really sort of, you know, they are tactile. So where did you, what was it that sort of led to this place? So what, let's go back a sort of step a few. So, you know, you've got bold colours, you've got the idea of art, creativity, design, bring it all together. So where did this journey start for you, Freya? So actually, originally, I was kind of more into fashion um, and still am. But I think before the pandemic, I was into fashion, working for a fashion designer, um, Richard Quinn, who really exuberated kind of bold, floral, crazy, crazy ass prints. It was it was it was really cool. He's amazing. I actually left there before the pandemic and then had a time in Australia. And I actually kind of got in touch with this rug brand that was kind of doing quite exuberant coloured rugs. And that that really excited me more into furnishings. And I kind of was then, they did some cushions on the side and it was like, oh, this is, I've always been inspired by the art world more than kind of the fashion world originally. So it's kind of incorporating my, my design elements with fashion knowledge, but also kind of putting it into interiors. So when I came back, I really was, yeah, keener on, spicing up interiors I think and obviously interiors was such a dominant um, world for us in the last couple of years everyone's spending a lot of time in their home 
And I do think that cushions are really boring and no one really spends any, like no one ever comments on the cushions and things like that. So it was incorporating my kind of previous um, industry experience with what I kind of, the insight I got in Australia with these crazy rugs and then kind of came back and put it all together really. Um, And I just think when I started making these cushions, I just did it kind of a bit out of lockdown boredom, if if I'm honest. Um, And then I did a shoot with them and then someone bought them a really cool modern house. And and it's just gone from there. I think I see them in a modern space more. Because I, I love the fact that sort of all these things came together in your time in Australia. And obviously, I'd be interested mm. to find out a little bit more about it. So if we're going back a bit further, because obviously, I know you went to Brighton University and, you, you know, you studied textiles there. If you think back to your time at school, how where did it start your interest in uh, kind of boldness or art? Where this creative journey for you? What was that like when you were younger? So I, I think, yeah, from day dot was always interested in art. My mother's an artist, so I used to play in her studio a lot. I th- I'm not, I think RHS, some teachers would laugh at this, um, not the most academic or wasn't, you know, wasn't at school anyway. Um, and conti- like continually was just in the art block all the time. And it was clear that that's where I excelled. Um, also the teachers were just amazing um, like Mrs Tansley my photography teacher Mrs Hitchin who I think is still there Mr Hawkley Mr, Ra- Mr Ravenshall like they were just so excited about art there so when I did get to RHS it was already dominant that I was always just playing around or, or wanting to do art or very like tactile and fiddling around with fabrics and prints and drawing all the time and scribbling all over my notebooks and things like that so I think the art block was just excelled all of that and then made me so ahead because they would get ahead on a lot of techniques more than I think other schools I kind of realized it especially when I got to university I definitely felt ahead in that way so yeah I think just forever I've been very creative can make something out of nothing and or draw something out I don't know so how do you think they gave you space to do that what was special about the school that allowed you to explore that you know your talents yeah, I think that's really key. As I say, I wasn't, they had a lot of opportunity. So they had like art subjects, they had photography within that, textiles, ceramics, DT, like they had a lot of different kind of avenues where a lot of schools would just say art. And I think that is so important. So it made me, was able to do photography, textiles and DT and history of art at some point I think GCSE and A level um could just do anything I wanted and it, so it really wasn't just because you know I wasn't so academic it still gave me that it was so lucky that I could the opportunity to do all of that and that it was very much pushed and if this is what you excel at this is where you excel at and like oh my gosh it's helped me so much being able to just explore those avenues at school at such an early age. I mean also the other that were and thank you for that the idea of being pushed but also exploring the kind of the breadth as well not art just as one block I mean when were you specifically drawn to textiles it was probably before I always loved weaving and things like that but I at RHS I really loved the photography and in in year nine again you know you start so early with photoshop and things like that Mrs Tansley was amazing and I really loved photography but in the end I felt that there was more breadth when I was also doing textiles with Mrs Hitchin there was just way more breadth there was just like so much more I can explore. There's so many more like avenues. Um, and I just loved the fact that it was more 3D and playful, explorative. And like, yeah, I could experience so much more with it. And I've def- and I did print there and that's what I've carried on doing. I just absolutely love it. What 
why print? What, what is it about print? Because uh, you talk about this sort of idea about being adventurous. How you know what allows you with the print side to be more adventurous? So if I break it up, so when you go into university and do textile design, you have the option to do print, weave, or knit. I just think with weave and knit, you don't have as much because you're having to kind of weave like weave fabrics. You only you only kind of do so. You can obviously use. I mean, gosh, weavers and knitters would probably be hating on me right now. But I think it, there's just with print, it's like artwork, right? So you can just explore. You can just draw, paint, create so many different patterns, use so many different mediums. And then you can kind of put it onto fabric and then put that fabric into like whatever you want, whether it's fashion, homeware, lifestyle, interiors. Um, There's just so much more I think you can do with print because it's a fabric, but it's like your artwork and it's your style. And with weave and knit, I feel like that's, you can't go as broad as that, you know, knit is you have to use a machine or weave, you have to weave the fabric. So I just think there's so much more you can explore with print. Okay, okay. so no, no, it's, it's fascinating actually when you think about it in this context of it being like an art project. So how do you start creating a cushion? What is this journey? So to be honest, I do the print. I, I draw the prints just by drawing the prints, by what interest, interests me um, a bit like, again, like a piece of art. So I draw it and screen print it or paint it like whether it's in my notebook, scratchbook or on a piece of, I don't know, paper or whatever or straight onto fabric so I kind of do it like a flat piece and then it's only until kind of I've got that print I then say oh that actually could look good as a cushion and kind of make it as mad as possible or as like um, unique as possible I like never want to ever copy someone else like I want to be super unique and my style to be super recognized and things like that so I, I just ensure that like if it looks quite cool on the flat, I can then scan it in and play around with it on Photoshop and enhance colours and things like that. And then I get it tested on fabric for, for cushions. Yeah, there's kind of no boundaries, I always think. Oh, yes, I love that because it's taking risks as well, isn't it? And and I mean, obviously, setting up your own business, yes. stepping into this creative world is all about risk taking. So where does that come from inside you, Freya? Um, to be honest, I never wanted my own thing ever. Um, I remember mum always thinking I should have my own thing, but I just never wanted to. I don't know why. I think I quite liked working really hard for someone else and being able to check out after it and not having that um, responsibility. But when I started making these cushions and people loving it and people were like, you kind of don't think you're talented or something until kind of people tell you, you know, you kind of think everyone can just draw or make cushions. So people were saying, God, there's something here or you've really got something here or there's such a gap for this and people were buying them. And I think if a lot of people are now buying my prints and my work, then I've obviously got something, you know, that that gives you a lot of confidence. And then I'm also just incredibly organized. I'm, I'm like quite managerial, like I manage a lot of tasks, I can balance a lot of things. I'm good with finances. And so putting this all together, it's kind of like, well, might as well do your own business. So it's something that has kind of come upon yeah. you rather than, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because like, what do you think you need to cut it in this world, the, the world of textiles or the world of interiors? It's really hard. And gosh, I have down days about it for sure. And it's still really, really new. And so, you know, it's, it is really tough. But I also think don't compare. There's always a space for you competition is key so even if you think it's done before the comp- like give them give that person competition I think think outside the box completely push it 
and try and do like the most unique things. Like I've just, I'm also a print designer as well. So I also freelance for a few brands and I also do collaborations with a few brands. So I've just done a collaboration where one green bottle, which is, it's it's like a chili bottle brand. I've just collaborated with them. They've bought two of my prints and they have my logo and my prints and their bottles and things like that. So you've got to keep, I don't want to just like have my brand and just like rely on people to buy cushions you've got to kind of think outside the box and make sure that you're getting like money from all avenues so my freelance um my collaborations I do glamping sites I've just decked out a glamping site I want to do festivals I want to do events I want to do hotels so you've just got to make sure it's quite broad and I think as long as you keep pushing all those avenues but yeah it's a tough world but I think there's just there's space for everyone in it. Gosh, yeah and it's interesting when you say about this sort of keep it broad as well and is he sort of think back to your days at school I mean how how were you set up to be able to manage and be creative but also keep your eye ahead and thinking about what's next I think yeah I think RHS was like incredibly you had to balance a lot of things there was a lot of things going on I guess you also had to ensure that you like turned up on time otherwise you got detention you always had to like be at all these different places um balancing homework as well as having a bit of fun as well as making sure you were marching as well as doing all the games and sports so you were balancing a lot kind of making sure that you kept organized for that and I think that really put me in good stead and actually people have noticed that I must have come from a good school (laughs) because I am very key on time management and um, you can just tell with what I've experienced um, and how I come across that someone would have told me (laughs) how to act. Why is time management important? Time management's hugely important. I think I get really, I just don't like people that don't turn up. I think it's it's just so easy to be on time. And, um, you know, when you turn up for work, if you're not on time or people that are late, they get such a bad name for themselves straight away. Um, I really just don't like anyone who's not on time or I just think it's a really easy thing to do. And um, I think it shows who you are if you don't respect that. Wow. Yeah. And and I think that's so key, isn't it? Particularly as you think back to speaking perhaps to, I don't know, people in the sick form who are perhaps thinking about following your journey as well. You know, if you were talking to sick formers at RHS, what would you tell them that they needed to do if they were interested in creativity or design? So I would just say you've got to work really, really hard. I think at school there was a bit of a kind of, you know, oh, you do art kind of thing, like you just kind of paint around and I think you've got to really ignore that and really, really, really go for it and really make sure that you have quite a USP. Um, always, it's quite a competitive world, so you've just got to have your, the confidence in your work. Um, ensure the presentation is always key. You're, you're presented really well and that you really go for it and don't hold back and just think outside the box a bit to like, get yourself noticed. But, I mean, enjoy it, have fun with it. How do you think outside the box? Like if I'm a 17 year old, uh, you know, that might be a question going, well, what does that look like? So how, what would you suggest to them? I don't know. I think maybe it's in a, in a me. Um, I, I just think like, see who you get inspired by, get inspired by them, see how they did it and rework that and just see like, just like try and create originality or yeah, it's really hard because a lot of things have been done, but just don't get afraid of what I'm saying, because also, you know, a lot of them want to work for someone else. And I think that when you work for someone else, I did well at Richard and things like that, because I was, yeah, just balancing, you have to balance a lot, kind of 
keep your eye in common sense is a big one and just kind of like keep proactive so yeah either kind of think of something original if you want your own thing or just make sure you can really support whoever you're going to be working for and and love it and be keen yeah well actually that's interesting isn't it because supporting so do you think it's important to go and work for somebody what did you gain from your time at Richard Quinn Oh my gosh, yes, 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 yes. I think it's so important straight out of uni, as I say, I never wanted my own thing, straight out of uni to go and work for someone else because you get thrown into the industry, you get thrown into what real life is. And without that, you wouldn't have the support blanket if you did want to do your own thing. So I think ignore doing your own thing, go go and work for other people. Um, It's so important, just like just the respect of like working obviously Monday to Friday, whatever the hours are, just the respect of that, just getting that into your system, real life, knowing what you should be paid and things like that. Um, Being in the industry, the respect for people, the time management, the meetings, just like, I mean, I'd be nowhere without that time with him. Um, Yeah. Like it was, it was an incredible couple of years it was really hard work and really pushed a lot of my boundaries in terms of like a lot of sleepless nights and things like that but he's amazing and yeah no thank I thank that time all the time yeah actually you mentioned that before as well and also your advice to 17 year olds you know the need to be able to work hard I mean you know what does that look like and obviously it's something what, what has given you that grit to keep going I think I love what I do I love what I do which is really lucky I think you know I think that really shows as well so I feel really lucky that I love what I do I'm good at it and that gives you enough of a drive like sure you could be scrolling on Instagram or see something and see something really cool and it completely make you feel so crap and stuff like that but I think sometimes that just gives you the drive to do better um something's in me I think I think the way I've been brought up and educated and things like that has has impacted my drive. So is it about starting with passion? Yeah, yeah, I think passion is is key, isn't it? And I I also think, you know, fashion for me actually, I know I did design so I'm very like about the textiles, about the print, about um how that feels, how that looks. Putting it onto fashion, yes, I've always been taught and educated, but I have to say I'm not I'm not very passionate about that bit. I'm passionate about kind of the textiles and where that ends up. I mind, but like I kind of just want want that print to be shown on textiles in some form, whether that is on curtains, cushions, a dress. Like I love it all, and I think fashion and interiors has been very split, and the worlds kind of hate each other. But I'm really trying to bridge that because I think it's for me, it's about the print design um, on the fabric and the different fabrics. Yeah, I hadn't really sort of thought about that kind of separation of the worlds. Um, and but how also do you? balance that then you know what are you going to drive to do next what are you going to push into so yeah that's the thing because I have to say obviously starting my own thing has kind of come quite natural out of lockdown and I was able to to sew the cushions and do it all myself where in fashion you know I don't I wouldn't want to start my own fashion label purely because it's so it's so competitive there's so many amazing people out there and as I say I'm not completely passionate about that and I'm more about the fabric design which is more kind of textiles and that can go into either or um I really still miss fashion I still really really love it I've been taught in fashion um obviously my experience with Richard I don't want that to like disappear so I do actually freelance for a couple of clients in fashion um so I want to keep that going and you know keep pushing my freelance work and to be honest sometimes if I see a job that really is still quite me 
I do apply for it because you never know what's what's going to happen. Or maybe I do the cushion thing still on the side or things like that. Like, you know, sometimes I my cushion, my brand could definitely take off and you've got to put a lot of energy into that. But I also think I'm only 27. I think you've still got to make sure that you're applying for jobs and keeping yourself out there. If the right job comes along, then maybe that's that's better for a few years and then go back to this. I don't know. It, you've got to keep the options open and figure out what's right. Well, Freya, yeah, I mean, actually, yes is they sort of say all those different strands without being too metaphorical with the textiles. I mean, going into this, like, what are you most proud of? Um, is it a creation? Is it an award? What are you most proud? I'm really proud that I work for Richard Quinn. I'm really, really proud of that. And he's a very good friend of mine as well. He's very, very funny. And I'm really proud of our relationship and what he's done. Um, but I'm also proud that I've, you know, I recognise that maybe that is an avenue that I wanted to take in terms of the fashion world is quite brutal. You know, even he would understand that. Like he, I, I did find that part really quite tough. So I'm proud of the fact that I recognised that and I realised and I just said, actually, I need a break from this and went away and did something for myself. I'm proud that you need to recognise, don't get put, don't get pushed into something if you really don't want to do it. There's other opportunities, and I'm proud that I realised that. And I've now gone into something that keeps me really, really happy and, and focused and excited about my job. Oh, amazing. Well, Freya, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you today. So where next? I mean, obviously, you're espousing so many values from from RHS, uh, you know, the resilience, also collaboration, community. And it's just been a pleasure to talk to you. So where next for you? Where will we be seeing you? Well, hopefully, hopefully more. I want to be I want to be seen kind of like decking out some festivals and events and quite cool stuff like that for next summer and just getting all of that in line. I want to be doing kind of decking out some more spaces in London. I think the press hopefully will keep, there's a few things coming out in the press. So hopefully you'll see me around, but I think you've just, I've just got to keep pushing it. And, um, and luckily things hopefully then will come back to me, <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure you'll see some more. Well, I look forward to it. And obviously I just love the prints and just that whole idea, all of the things you're doing. So congratulations so far and wishing you all the best. And thank you so much for sitting down and talking with me today. Thank you so much for inviting me to be here. It was great. I wish all of um, all the students at RHS a lot of luck and um, they're very welcome to speak to me if they need be. And that was Freya Richmond, alumni at the school and award-winning designer in printed fashion and interiors. Thank you to Freya for speaking to us today and make sure you check out our next episode on your favourite podcast player. Make sure you subscribe so you get alerted when a new episode goes live. Thanks for being with us today and we look forward to welcoming you back next time.